Thanks for joining the Bold Platform Podcast. My name is Adrian, and I'm the creator and the host of this podcast. Uh, this episode, I think we're up in our late 20s in terms of the episodes that we've done so far, and we've been running um, the podcast since early 2019, which has been a really fun and adventurous uh, six to eight months for us here at the Bold Platform. And we've learned a lot about some amazing women and girls around Australia who are working on the most incredible projects and businesses and charities that really are making a huge difference in the lives of the people that they're servicing. So, the Bold Platform is all about highlighting those stories. So some of our guests may be just getting started. Some of may be working on these hobbies or projects or social enterprise for quite some time. And it's really just about sharing their stories, letting the listeners know a little bit more about these amazing women and girls around the country. And also as a way to provide encouragement to people who might be sitting on an idea maybe just thinking, I'm not cut out for this. I don't know. I've never started a business before, you know, having all those fun self-doubt thoughts that we have. Hopefully these um, these episodes provide a little bit of encouragement to go, you know what, if that lady can do it, then so can I. So let's get straight into it. I would love to introduce Stacey from the Goddess Cleaning Group to the Bold Platform. Welcome, Stacey. Thank you, Adrian. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited, looking forward to it, uh, looking forward to our chat. Yeah, me too. So I came across Stacey's information in the Business Chicks Facebook group. She shared an article that she'd been featured. I think it was in your local Canberra newspaper. Is that right? It was one of the leader newspapers and it right. actually went through um, my life local council which is Knox City Council but it does get shared on the leader platform so that does actually go beyond our local council. That's amazing so let's um, share with the listeners exactly what the Goddess Cleaning Group is all about. So the Goddess Cleaning Group employs women from domestic violence and disadvantaged backgrounds and gives them an ethical work platform from which they can commence a career and then move forward from there. It enables them to have uh, stability and consistency in their life where they may not have a lot of that. So the work enables them to put food on the table and keep a roof over their head and make sure that the kids have you know, food in their lunchbox every day and clothes on their back. Right. And so the cleaning services are both um, commercial and residential and building projects. So it's all a whole range of cleaning services that you provide. It is. We commenced with residential initially. Mm -hmm. We're about to tick over 10 years. So wow. we started. Yes. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's a huge milestone. Yeah, thank you. It's 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 been a very very um, I feel a long journey to mm. get to ten years, um, but very very rewarding. And mm. we've grown in in so many different organic ways just because of the amazing people that's come to us. But it mm. started as residential, and a number of our residential clients had their own businesses, and then we right. sort of moved moved into you know cleaning their commercial offices, and they're moving on to uh, we have quite. Um, a strong group of uh, boutique builders who have display homes and we clean those as well. So wow. it's a good variety. Yeah, and where geographically do you clean in terms of where your um, your staff are based, Stacey? So our staff are all across Melbourne Metro, so from, you know, as far down as Werribee and down the western side of um, Victoria. 
Victoria down to Geelong, all the way up through Melton, up past the airport to Craigieburn, Donnybrook, yeah, all the way through the Dandenongs and then back down the Mornington Peninsula. So pretty much we cover all of Melbourne Metro. That's phenomenal. Um, I want to get into a little bit more about the business and the team. You mentioned when we first jumped on, there was some noise in the background. You mentioned, oh, I'm in the office and we've got the factory. Um, but I, w- I want to um, also chat to you about why women from a disadvantaged or DV background was an area that you wanted to focus on in terms of providing jobs as opposed to other groups in the community. So nine, just under nine years ago, um, I came out of a domestic violent relationship. It it left me in a position where I could go back to, you know, the corporate world in a role that I had because I did work for an organisation that were lovely. They were, you know, very generous, you know, giving me flexibility. But at that time I had you know, my three boys, and I have three beautiful, you know, sometimes very crazy boys, um, they, they were 18 months, four and seven. So juggling three children with different levels of daycare, primary school and work, just I couldn't get my head around it at that point. I couldn't figure out a way that I would be able to do childcare drop-off, school drop-off, get to work by 830 do a full day's work, come home, pick them all up. Um, It just, my mind wasn't in that space. I couldn't cope with the overwhelm of trying to make it all happen. So um, I actually had dinner with a group of girlfriends and said to them all, you know, what should I do? And I'm quite OCD with my home. So I'm very (laughs) OCD. Let's be really honest about that. Um, I live in a very organised home and I think that helps me keep my head clear. Yes. But they they said to me, why don't you take, you know, those skills and become a cleaner? So pretty much I started the cleaning. Um, I had initially approached a cleaning agency to offer my skills to them. Mm-hmm. Um, when I said I just really wanted to do two or three days a week, the gentleman sort of laughed at me and said, oh, look, if you can't offer us a, a minimum of 20 hours a week, then, you know, it's just a waste of time for us. So, right. you know, you, you need to either expand the amount of days of times that you want to work with us or you'll have to go and approach someone else. Mm. And I was, a bit, I was a bit taken back because I thought, here I am, I'm actually putting myself forward. I know I'm a great cleaner. I know I could do some, you know, provide an amazing service to these clients. But this gentleman was telling me that that wasn't good enough, that wasn't enough time. Mm. And I actually sat down and thought to myself, I wonder how many other women in this position, yes, are hearing the same message, and so I thought, mm, that's it. Okay, shouldn't be that hard to find some clients to do some cleaning for. And st- I sent out an email to everyone on my Outlook calendar, calendar contacts, and um, started with one client within two weeks, and that was it. That was nine years ago. Wow. We're now over a hundred and forty clients, I believe, and a team of twenty-one. Goodness me. And all from something that, um, you know, has the potential to really and, you know, obviously did bring you quite undone in terms of that DV relationship and ending up in a position where you're trying to provide for a young family and it could have easily just been, just could have broken you, I guess. Absolutely. And the financial pressure 
mm. was it, it pushed me into more overwhelm. I'm, okay, I have a mortgage. I don't want to lose my home yet. You know, I was financially burdened with debt that that hadn't been mine. So mm. there was a, a lot of um, circumstances that kept adding to the pile of of what I needed to do and how I needed to do it to not only keep myself and my boys safe, but to keep a roof over our heads. Yes. And to provide you all of that, that safety and that security after that turmoil, I guess. Absolutely. And so how did you then start to decide or how did you decide that the employees that you would like to bring on when you got to a a time when you needed to bring staff on, how did you um, decide where to find them? Were there, you know, local refuges that you contacted or other DV support services that you decided to contact to help source future employees for the business? Initially, they were coming to me uh, referrals through friends. So within my network, I would have someone approach me and say, hey, look, I've got a girlfriend. She's sort of experiencing this, Mm. hasn't worked for five or ten years, um, just really needs something, you know, is is in quite a high amount of distress. Is there any way you could help her? Mm. So I just started meeting with them over a cup of coffee, having a chat, and the one thing I said to them is, I can teach you to clean, but I can't teach you a positive attitude. So if you can come to me with that positive attitude, then I can teach you to clean. And and it just sort of grew from that point mm. until the referrals um, weren't coming in as fast as the clients. And right. so, yes. And so I reached out to Salvation Army Employment mm-hmm. Plus, who mm-hmm. do a lot of great work in the employment space and then from then I have been able to connect in with a treasure trove of beautiful organizations who support women who are verging on homelessness um, including uh, Launch Housing, Macaulay House um, and Vincent Care. There are lots and lots of beautiful organisations that when they see a candidate come across their books and they feel that it would be a good fit, they give me a call and we just make some magic happen. And do you find that the role that you play with these women is not only that of their boss but also um, not a uh, counseling service but also as a mentor or someone that they can come and talk to about their situation given the similarities they may potentially have with where you've personally come from as well? I do think that there is an element of that. Mm. Um, There was a point um, in the business a couple of years ago where I had a number of team members who were actually starting to take advantage of that empathy. Right. Um, so um, I think from the initial interview, I'm very open and transparent with them about my experience and where I've come from. Mm. Um, and I give them some clarity around, you know, doesn't matter what you say to me or what you share. I have most probably already heard it, seen it, been there. So I'm never going to judge you. So if mm-hmm. you have um, issues that are arising in your life and you're not sure how to deal with them, come and have a conversation with me and let's see what we can do. Because a problem shared is a problem halved. If yes. these women feel that someone's in their corner, even for a minute of the day, mm-hmm. then I feel that, that that is helpful to them in making positive changes moving forward. 
Um, I try not to be the counsellor. That's not my role in this organisation, but certainly where there are hurdles um, that they feel that they may not be able to jump over, we will give as much support and encouragement as we can. And do you have other um, service providers in your local community areas that you can refer those women to where you think, you know what, this is actually a bit bigger than having a chat to me going, oh, I'm having a bit of a rough time if it's bigger than that, that you've got people that you can then refer them on to? We do. We have a network of some pretty amazing individuals that we can tap into. Um, I'm currently working with a number of women who are trauma specialists, psychologists, psychiatrists Mm. who are all starting to bring something unique to the business by supporting these women outside of their career as such. But Mm. just to be able to give them that additional support so that they don't feel like they need to have a doona day every day they might just feel that they need a doona day once a month yes yeah and so um talk us through your team you mentioned obviously the factory and the team that you've got now so to um talk us through the types of people obviously you've got the cleaners but then outside of that water who are the types of people that you've got in your business that allow the goddess cleaning group to be what it is today So I'm supported by an amazing um, young lady, Steph, who basically is the ops manager. I would call her the ops manager, but she runs this business Mm. and keeps it pumping along whilst I go out and do what I need to do. So Steph is my admin guru who takes all of the calls, who supports all of the team members. Uh, She received um, accreditation last year and is now... um, Uh, mental health first aider which has given her another level within the organization to be able to provide support for the women so yeah so she sort of props up everything that happens in the business and I purely you know recruit these amazing women talk to the agencies who have the candidates coming through listen to their stories and and move forward with that and you know, business development is a big portion of what I'm doing. So I'm trying to stick very clear on the strategy around those two roles at this point in time. Mm. Um, But we have um, a gentleman who joined us as an intern a month ago who is having a look at all of our data and collating some information that relates to our social impact within the communities that we service. So that's a very exciting time for us so that mm-hmm. we can deliver deliver outwardly. This is the impact that we're making to these women, their families, their communities, you know, our local councils. Um, yeah. That would be a great resource and obviously um, from a business development point of view also a great um, differentiator between you, I guess, and other cleaning organisations if, if so many more companies these days are looking to do more than just, um, you know, do whatever they're in business for but also looking for a way to contribute back to the community as well and they can obviously do that through vendors and suppliers like yourselves. Absolutely. Social um, procurement is is a big buzzword at the moment and a lot of people are, are looking at how 
you know, when they procure services, what is the impact back within communities? Yes. Um, so I think it's, a, it's an important position to have. Um, I feel really blessed. We've been running this platform for about nine years before it became a buzzword. So mm. I'm sort of really happy that everyone else is, is coming along to understand that when you employ an individual, you don't just give them a job. Be very clear. It is not about you giving them a job. It is the impact that that role then has within their family, within their community, within their friendship network. It it goes beyond just giving them a job. Mm. Having not come from a, um, a business ownership background, what are some of the key things that you've learned around being a person and more specifically a woman in business, you know, with a family and also trying to support all your staff. What are the, some of the key kind of lessons that you've learned over those nine years that have really shaped what your business is like now? I think the key for me has been a balance. Don't try and do everything in one day it's just going to exhaust you Mm. Um, find the key personnel who can support you Mm. Um, one of the other key personnel that I have in the team that I didn't mention before is we have an audit administrator who actually goes around to all of our commercial clients and audits their properties to make sure that our standard remains high throughout our entire contract Um, she came to us from DV background and had been working as a domestic cleaner for about 18 months and we offered her the role as the audit supervisor now. She, you know, does her audits on top of a couple of domestic cleans, has a company car that she gets to, you know, travel around in. So um, I I learnt to hand out tasks that are key to the business um, that don't need me to do them and people can get there a lot faster. They can do it a lot th- more thorough than what I could do it. Mm. You don't need to be juggling all the balls in the air. It's it's just far too difficult. Understand your position, stay true to that position and use that to drive your business forward. And asking for help and being in uh, and outsourcing various parts of your business, it's a something that's come up with quite a few of the guests on the podcast before and something that people have openly said, you know what, that was actually really hard for me to do, um, whether it was because, you know, they just, they had a vision of how they wanted it done and they wanted it sort of thought no one's going to be able to do it like that or they felt like they were burdening other people asking for help. Has that been something that you have also um, experienced or has that been uh, somewhat easier for you to go, you know what, these people are going to be able to get it done and that frees me up to do these other bits that I can do? I would like to say the latter, Adrian, but I was <laughs> I was such a control freak. I was like, no one knows my business the way I do. Yes. Um, I just need to do this. And yeah. the, the harder I, the tighter I held on, the more my head was about to explode. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it took me too long to realise that I can't do this all by myself. Mm. Um, it's not possible. 
you it is just you're going to get into overwhelm and mm. I would sit in overwhelm to the point where then I would collapse on a weekend and then just sit in a vegetative stage for two days <laughs> until I got yeah. back up on the Monday morning to come back to work so and then you're no it, good to anyone then I guess especially you know regardless of whether you have your fa- a, a young family but especially when you have a, a young family absolutely Absolutely. But I think once you, I found that once I made the decision to start defining roles within the organisation mm-hmm. and what worked for me, like what I loved, Adrian, is things that I do well. If I love it, I do it well. So mm-hmm. I divvied up roles and went, okay, I don't like doing that, but it's important to the business. Can someone else do it? Yes. You know, I don't like doing this. Oh, you know, it's a procrastination point for me. If it's mm. if I'm procrastinating, I need to hand it over and I need to get someone else to do that's it. That's your sign. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's so true. And I guess that's one of the things about starting a business is that you do have that kind of luxury of going, what do I really want to be doing for, you know, five, 10, 15 hours a day, week, whatever it is. And what do I you know, really want to be doing, but I need to upskill myself on, or what are the things that I really just, I really don't like them. But for someone else, that is their absolute sweet spot. That's their lane and bringing out the best in everyone, including yourself. I guess that's one of the perks of being the business owner or the founder. Absolutely. Don't, don't sit around for two hours trying to figure out how to do something. Mm. Clearly there's someone else out there that you could outsource it to that could get it done in 15 minutes. Mm. So I just sort of look at the, okay, if I can go out and sign a client and I can spend two hours signing that client, the income into the business um, with me dedicating those two hours to the clients is going to be well well over and above what I could pay someone else two hours to go and do because yeah. they will do it far quicker you know, Adrian, half the time they do it far better anyway, to be honest. <laughs> well, and the thing is, like I often, you know, as I've mentioned before in the podcast, I work uh, my sort of normal job is I run a business as a freelance um, personal assistant. So working for a bunch of people that um, don't need a full-time personal assistant um, in their business, but just someone on a more kind of freelance or casual basis. And the thing when the questions come up or it's like, we don't know how to do something, it's like, hang on a second, we cannot be the only people in the world that have had this problem before or not known how to do this in their system before. So let's ask people, let's check it out on Google, let's go into Facebook groups of other people in small business. There's always going to be someone out there with that expertise. It's just being I guess, comfortable to ask for help and to kind of put your hand up and be like, yeah, I'm not 100% sure on what I'm doing right here and I need a bit of support. You need to learn to get over yourself really quickly to move forward. (laughs) So true. You mentioned about Duna days earlier and, um, you know, when earlier in the business you kind of were getting to that point of, of burnout and exhaustion on the weekend. What have you put in place now so that those Duna days are, are, are further apart than what they maybe were before? Oh, sometimes it's as simple as spending a Saturday. I have every second weekend without children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be a Saturday where I literally lay on the couch and mm. binge on TV or mm. movies or read a book. Mm. Um, cups of tea are my favorite go-to when Mm -hmm. I'm in a little bit of overwhelm I'm like okay I need five minutes I'll go turn the kettle on I'll make myself a cup of tea and actually sit and enjoy the tea Mm -hmm. just with the tea no laptop no nothing just sit with my cup of tea and Mm. absorb myself in it for five minutes 
um, I tend to catch up with girlfriends quite a bit. I'll be like, okay, who's around? Let's go, you know, do something or mm. just go out for a bite to eat. For me, it's the simple things, Adrian. Mm. I'm not a complicated person when it comes to I don't need excessive holidays. I don't need a lot of time away. Mm. Sometimes it's just the quietness, if that is a word. I'll just yes. add that in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that just the quietness of being and sometimes not having anything that um, no one pulling at my strings, so to speak, you know, no one asking something of me. It is me, my couch, maybe a heated throw run, which has come nice. to become my best friend, um, <laughs> a cup of tea and a book. And that's that's how I recharge. But I make an effort every second weekend to do something like that. Yes. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's, you know, we're very lucky in Melbourne we have some amazing farmers markets and mm-hmm. a lot of the time I'll ring a girlfriend of mine and say, hey, on Sunday there's a farmer's market up in, you know, Kyton. I'm going to go for a road trip and nine times out of ten she's like, I'm in. She'll pick me up, in we get, off we go. We just mm-hmm. wander around. It's the, the simple things. Just getting up and changing your scenery or, or changing the people that you're spending your time with. Exactly. When you look back over the nine, almost 10 years now, are there certain women that have um, crossed your paths, whether they've been employees or clients or through um, the, the referrals that you have through the business that you that really stand out to you, that really sit with you and, and almost become like, okay, that's the person we're doing all of this for? Yes, actually one this year, um, I interviewed a couple of ladies towards the end of last year. Mm. Um, she was very quiet, very um, quite reclusive mm-hmm. in in her conversation. But I think to me, it was she she was just at her limit. There was nothing nothing left for her to give. Yeah. Um, she had come to Australia as a spouse and mm. had. Um, settled in a state that was not Victoria, mm-hmm. um, had been on the receiving end of violence from the minute she landed in this beautiful country with her children mm. um, and, you know, ended up in a hospital with quite severe injuries. Mm. So the she was able to get protection and they relocated her to Melbourne from interstate with her two children. Um, So this lady, all she could say to me is, I'm so desperate. I just need to work. I need my children to be safe and I just need to work. I'm like, Mm. okay. So we gave her an opportunity to step into the business, which she did. She doesn't have a vehicle at the moment, so she runs her schedule, you know, with the PTV app. So she uses public transport to get to all of her jobs. Um, She, after two months, had not had a day off, not skipped a beat, had not missed a client and then sent me a text message um, saying, I wanted you to be the first to know, but I got my residence today. So my children and I are now, yeah, and now we can call Australia home and I have a private rental. She had at that point, two weeks of crisis accommodation funding left and mm. then her and her children would be on the streets. Mm. So that is the epitome of 
um, what makes our heart sing. Yeah, that's incredible. Any better than that? Absolutely. That is. I'm just got greasies. That is just absolutely. Her life has been changed because of the opportunities that you've given her. 100%. So that was at the start of the year. She's actually just gone on a holiday. She's taken leave. She's very nervous to ask us because all her clients love her. She's just gone on three weeks leave to go back home and see her family. Um, And she's taken her children back home. So in in a very short period of time, she's been able to save up enough money for her and her children to get on a plane to go back home and to get herself into private rental. Um, her her daughter, who is um, 18, has a full-time job and her son, who is 15 and still at school, has been um, granted a music scholarship at a quite a prestigious school. What an amazing life she's providing them through the opportunities that you've given and has just totally changed the course of her family's life. Absolutely. And these two beautiful children um, have now been guided by not only her tenacity but sheer grit. Yeah. Absolute grit. Yes. Absolutely. Just not just not giving up, just holding on with the skin of her nails, I guess, to just to keep trying to get through day to day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's such a beautiful story, Stacey. And honestly, that's a a huge testament to the the space that you've created for these women to be able to come, earn a living and provide for their families and really, as I said, change the path of of not only their life but then their children and their children's children and so on. Absolutely. I couldn't imagine doing anything else mm. just couldn't couldn't imagine it and people you know people such as this this woman you know they just truly make they just make our hearts sing I can't even get the words out at the moment I'm like yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. absolutely it's yeah absolutely incredible um Stacey I wanted to ask you often you know people especially when you're in business and you're coming up to a milestone people are like right what's the next you know what's your three-year plan what's your five-year plan but I'd love to know what are you excited about at the moment what's coming up for you or for the business just in whatever period of time that's exciting you and keeping you motivated and keeping that momentum coming uh, going at the moment what are you excited about? The very short term, within the next week or so, we have our fingers crossed that um, that we will be presented with uh, some awards. We're actually putting ourselves out there this year regarding awards. So we have been um, listed as a finalist for uh, Victorian Business Excellence Award through the Osmumpreneur Network and then wow. they have their, their gala next week. So we're a bit excited by that. That's our yeah. short term. Um, our, our medium... Our medium goal um, within the next couple of months will be to form some stronger partnerships with other organisations who do similar work to us who can Mm -hmm. be more on a social service level that can support with the psychology support with um, um, education around financial acumen for these women, um, platforms for shared housing where they may not be earning enough to have their own individual private rental. Um, there's an amazing lady, um, Willow at Share Abode, who has a beautiful platform 
um, for women who don't have the income to have their own individual um, accommodation and Mm -hmm. it's where solo parents can actually share accommodation so they live under the one roof and share accommodation so we're we're very excited with what's going on with Willow Mm. um and in you know the next two years I would love to have this you know platform in other states so Mm. our our five-year plan is that we will be a national organization reaching as many women and supporting them in in whatever way we can it's incredible. Well, it sounds like you've definitely on the the right path to that level of growth and um, national coverage in in your business. That's our goal. That's that's my beeline. That's my 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 straight line. That's what I'm heading for this mm-hmm. year. Cece, if there's people listening that think of your story in terms of come out of this situation, looked at my skills and went, what can I use to turn this into, you know, a business to help other women in their situation, but they may be um, unsure of where to start, doubting themselves, thinking, you know, I've never started a business. We've all gone through those sorts of thoughts. What what advice would you give um women or girls or men or boys that might be thinking look there's something in me and it's niggling and it's not going away but I just don't know where to start or how to start what advice would you give to someone like that I would recommend that they reach out into networks to find a tribe that understands where they want to go Mm -hmm. Um, I am on a number of women's um, networking groups mainly through social media mm. but where I you know sort of didn't get onto those fast enough to um, get information through where I felt stuck so mm. it, you know tap into people's knowledge and experience people will always say yes if you reach out and say hey I'm thinking about this is there any chance I could you know borrow you know 20 minutes or 30 minutes of your time over a cup of coffee majority of people will say yes Mm. and the more ideas you bounce off people the more um, information that you can get in to clarify what your goal is what makes Mm. your heart sing what you're passionate about and how you're going to be able to implement all of that yes that's great advice and I think you know I've heard uh, other people on podcasts talk about this whole thing of can I pick your brain can I grab you a coffee and there's kind of two camps around people going, you know what, I've got a level of skill and knowledge and um, people will pay for that. So I don't want to give it away for free. And then there's, I guess, probably sounds like where you and I might be in terms of our similar thinking in that, you know what, so many women did this for me when I was first getting started. So it's almost like a not a duty, but it's my, it's what I need to do now to pay that forward. And then if people come to me, which I'm sure you would find now people come to you asking advice on business and, and things like that. Um, it's almost like it's our duty to pay that advice forward so that we can keep um, helping other women start up these amazing businesses. Absolutely. I, I hear what you're saying about the two platforms I guess Mm. and people coming from it from both points of view Mm. um and I agree with both avenues yes I I am I am mindful that I only have a certain amount of time each day to dedicate to my business and my myself and my family and whatever I'm doing Mm. so if someone reaches out to me I find out what they're looking for specifically and whether or not I'm actually the right person for them to chat to they may be needing 
some support or some information that I feel I may not be the best person. And I'll say, hey, look, I don't think I'm the best person, but how about if I refer you over to this person or that Mm. person, um, I can be a referral point, which I feel would still work just as well as them coming and picking my brains. Mm. But I also make the time in my diary to go, okay, this week I can see one person or next week I can see two people. But I am... I am a person who loves to pay it forward. I like to give a lot and, you know, there was a point in time where I gave too much. Mm. Um, I learnt from that but mm. I will never say no to someone who reaches out. I, you need to find out what they specifically want, what their outcomes are from that discussion mm. and be very clear about a block of time that you will allocate. Absolutely. No, I agree. And I think it's just about finding that balance between, yes, am I the right person and helping those people, but also making sure that, you know, you're looking after yourself and that other areas of your life are not, um, I guess, suffering or or falling behind because of that desire to give and to help and and support other people. Yes. Agree. Agree. I, I think if you're not the right person, then you need to be very clear about that too. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Stacey, if people want to find out a little bit more around um, the work that you're doing, especially if they're in the geographies that you are working and providing services and they may be either looking for employment or looking for um, to engage someone in the space that you're providing services, what's the best way for people to find out more about, um, about the Goddess Cleaning Group? So we're across most social media platforms Mm -hmm. um, other than Twitter. I've sort of dropped off that. I found it doesn't really work in the um, Australian corporate world for our industry as much. Um, But Instagram, we're Goddess Cleaning Group. Facebook, we're Goddess Cleaning Group. And our website is Goddess Cleaning Group. They're welcome to connect with us through those platforms. And um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm I'm quite a big user of LinkedIn. I love the platform. I Mm. connect in with lots of different people from lots of different spaces. Mm. Um, My surname is unique. uh, So I think there's only about five of us worldwide with the the name Stacey Barris. Mm -hmm. So anyone's welcome to tap into LinkedIn and connect with me. And, um, yeah, if if they want to know a bit more about us, certainly pop me through an email. If they mention this podcast, then that would be amazing because I'll know where they're from and I'll put priority on on that contact. Oh, that's lovely. And, um, and yeah, we'll just go from there. Absolutely. So as Stacey mentioned, their website is www.goddesscleaninggroup.com.au and from there you can find all the links to the social media and also the email and phone number for Stacey and her team. Stacey, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing um, your story and best of luck with your awards. That's really exciting and looking forward to to hearing how you and the team go um, with your nominations. Um, Thank you for listening to another episode of The Bold Platform. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, our website is theboldplatform.com.au and the same, um, we are at The Bold Platform on Facebook and Instagram. If you know someone who might be interested in Stacey's story and who also may be looking to utilize the services of Stacey's team, please feel free to share this episode with them. That's a really great way to get the work of Stacey and her team out there to as many people as possible so that they continue to continue the um the great work that they're doing for the next decade and beyond so thank you so much for listening and Stacey thank you so much for coming on to the bold platform
Thanks, Adrian. It's been amazing. Cheers. Mm-hmm.